You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Mm, Mike Amos! Hi, Joe. What be happening, home dog? Say what? What be happening, home dog? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. You don't know? Well, we'll have to work on figuring that out. We've got a packed show for you today, folks. In the studio with us today is the one, the only, Robin, Robin Brucker. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's great to be back. And uh, today, we're basically going to be talking uh, the Historical Society, everything that they've got going on, and I'm a little excited. I think Mike is going to go, too, but we're going to go on the walk, the Murder, Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem Mayhem 2.0. Okay, honestly, folks, Mike and I did not plan that. (laughs) That's twice now since we've opened this podcast in one minute and 11 seconds. I've been spending too much time around you. And that's possible. That's possible. I've been told that a lot by people. So uh, anyway, I wanted to share some things coming up tomorrow, which is going to be Friday at 1130 a.m., is the fourth annual Mount Gilead Autumn. Uh, Riders Retreat at the Roseheart Inn in Mount Gilead. Also this Saturday at Cardington at 215 Park Avenue in Cardington is the Pancake Breakfast Fundraiser for the Fire Department. Holler Earth Rock Shop Grand Opening at, are you ready for this? Our friends, the Groovy Plants Ranch. That's coming up. It's going to be all day long. They're super excited to announce the official grand opening of their brand new Holler Rock Holler Earth Rock Shop this Saturday the 14th. You can check out their newest adventure located inside the main Groovy Plants Ranch greenhouse and explore a whole new world of natural beauty. You'll find fossils, raw and tumbled stones, jewelry, and beautiful gems. In addition to the Holler Earth Rock Shop, we now have Gem Mine. Uh, come, <laughs> come out Saturday to see for yourself and try your hand at gem mining. Free fossils for everyone who comes while supplies last. Follow along on social media for more information on the Hard Rock updates. And uh, you can find them at Facebook. It's going to be Holler Earth Rock Shop on Facebook or Groovy Plants Ranch on Facebook. TikTok and Instagram is going to be at Holler Earth Rocks. So that's going on and coming up also is the Harvest Happenings show. I believe this is the second annual. It uh, has a craft show slash a car show. It's going to be down at the fairgrounds October 14th through the 15th. And you can find out more information on that by checking that out. Harvest Happenings Crafting Car Show. And it is, yes, down at the fairgrounds. I, I thought so. It's going to be in the Arts and Crafts building. At least part of it will be. And uh, Mikeamus, do you have anything? Yeah, I had uh, some that was uh, sent anonymously. I have no idea who this person was. But uh, vendors are wanted for the handcrafted holiday pop-up shop. That's going to be Friday, December 1st from 5 to 8 at 44 South Main Street, Mount Gilead at the uh, Wolfpack building. If you do want to be a part of that, you can email the Preservation Society 111 at gmail.com that's the preservation society 111 at gmail.com also um um 
Um, we're we're meditating elect- here today, folks. <laughs> election day. Uh, townships up for election. Uh, Peru, Perry, Bennington, at large, Franklin. Oh, that's for the fair. So you got that. Oh, from is that what that is? Russ Mayer. Okay. Yep. So I. Got, oh, okay. Okay. They're I, they're needing yeah. people from these townships to be on the fair board. Is uh, that yep, what it is? on the senior fair board. Okay. I'm glad they you have explained that to me. They have a couple of those positions okay. that are open. They also have two amendments to their uh, constitution there for the board, and one of them is basically to allow the senior fair board to uh, pick a time to hold their meetings instead of making it 7 o'clock mandatory. The other one, I believe, is to potentially move the date as well from being stuck at the same same day of the week or the same day of the month. Gives them a little bit more freedom to do that. Um, Mike, do you have anything uh, else? Let's see. I have one that might interest Robin. Go right ahead. Columbus Museum of Art. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, did you know that they have free Sundays? Yes. Not the ice cream. No. Yeah, so the museum has a free general admission every Sunday. Spe- special exhibit uh, exhibits tickets are available for an additional charge. They do a great job. Great family opportunity. If you want to do some family time down there, really good exhibits. It says uh, explore the Walter Wing or build a puzzle together in the gallery. Mm-hmm. There's a great experience around every corner. I found that and I thought, ooh, that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Might be something we take our kids to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trinity is having their community dinner October the 18th at 5 p.m. Trinity, the best restaurant in Morrow County from what I've been told. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, let's see, those ladies definitely, definitely make good food there. I'm not crazy about the ham loaf, but... That's some, all right, it's meatloaf. The ham loaf has been tonight, switched? Tonight, oh, next week. Our, it, uh, this this next week is roast beef, mashed potatoes, a vegetable. Uh, you get a salad and dessert and a beverage, all for $12. Children 10 and under eat free, dine in, or carry out available. Nice. Yes. We need her here every every time we do a podcast. <laughs> I guess. Just a couple more things here. Um, again, our friends at Groovy Plants Ranch are holding a couple things. They have a class, which is the Kokidama class. I think I said that right, Kokidama. It's October 19th at 6.30 p.m. I believe you have to sign up for that one. And then there's also the Pumpkin Succulent duck, uh, Decoration at the Cardington Public Library. And that's also Thursday the 19th at 6 p.m. And then, Mike, I know this one is really going to interest you because the American Legion in Cardington is having their fish fry. Oh, you can eat fish fry. When are we going? I'm not going. Oh, well. October the 20th at 5 p.m. Okay. And they have, let's see what else it says here. Oh, I will. All you can eat Alaskan Pollock. Includes baked potato, coleslaw, applesauce, roll, water, and coffee. All proceeds benefit the American Legion. The cost is $14 for adults, $12 for children under 12. Sounds, Pollock. Sounds delicious. I wonder if that fish is related to the guy that donated no. the Canada to Mount Gilead. Uh-uh. Nope, not at okay. all. Uh, <laughs> there's a uh, Highlander paint night at the Cardington Cafe, and that is... Believe it or not, you're painting the Highlander cow. That's the one that looks real shabby and has the horns. Um, and then there's the fall macrame plant hanger workshop at Groovy Plants Ranch, and that is on the 22nd. The Highlander paint night at Cardington Cafe is Friday the 20th at 6 p.m. And not to be not to forget, but uh, last week we mentioned the Halloween, um, the Halloween 
party that they're having at the old or at the uh, Bunker's Mill. And you can find that on last week's podcast. And Mike, I saw something. Oh, yes, I took a picture because I did not want to forget it. I'm pretty sure I took that picture. Uh, but I saw that Maureen Graham mm-hmm. had all of the trick-or-treat things posted together. Well, as you're looking for this, let me tell, uh, tell you something else going on. Okay. Because um, I know you don't have them right there at your fingertips just yet. There's going to be a winter coat giveaway at the North Woodbury Alliance Church. We're not talking about winter yet. Well, there are <laughs> folks that are in need. And um, this will be Saturday, October 28th from 1 to 4. That'll be at the uh, North Woodbury Alliance Church. Uh, you're welcome to drop off gently used or new coats, hats, boots, or gloves. Drop off in the basket in the foyer. But uh, if you're in need, um, stop in there and, and get your winter gear. Again, that's on um, that's over on Route three fourteen, kind of kind of between Johnsville and Chesterville. That's North Woodbury Alliance Church, October twenty eighth from one to four. All right, um, Halloweeny twenty twenty three at the Mara County Sheriff's Office is going to be October the fourteenth from five p.m. to seven p.m. Come have dinner with a deputy and make sure to dress to impress for our costume contest for all ages, newborn to adult. Wear your dancing shoes to boogie to the music with our live DJ and bring your treat bags for trick-or-treat. And that is located at the sheriff's office there at 101 Home Road in Mount Gilead. Also, tractor-treat October 21st from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. at, uh, where is this? Uh, 4000 County Road 57. Trick-or-treat through the pumpkin patch, stopping at multiple tractors for goodies and photo opportunities, hayrides, food, and more. Nano Nick's wood-fired pizza. Oh, that's almost worth the trip right there. Um, They do have some dietary restriction alternatives to some of the candy that will be available there as well, and it is free to the public. Johnsville trick-or-treat and fall activities will happen on... October the 26th from 5.30 to 7 p.m. That's a Thursday night. It'll They'll have a free fall meal, and it'll be served at the Johnsville Grace Church from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at 7369 County Road 242. And I believe that's that side road that goes down Marvin's Market where the old school used to be. They built the fire department right there. I think you I were that's right. that's 242. Yes. Um, Con, uh, costume contest with prizes at 5.30 p.m. Porch of the Perry Cook Library. And it is sponsored by the Johnsville Association. Free hot chocolate and cider and donuts. The Great Pumpkin Movie uh, will also be shown at 7264 State Route 314. Uh, see here. What's this one? This one is the Morrow County Board of DD. This is going to be trunk or treat and that's going to be at the bank street location 406 bank street that was the old whetstone school it'll be at 5 30 and last until 6 30 and that sir i think is all that i have let oh, wait, me wait. add oh go ahead i have chesterville their trick-or-treat will be saturday the 28th from 5 30 to 7 p.m edison will be sunday the uh 29th there are plans for a parade and trunk or treat on Broadway or Boundary Street, I'm sorry, as in the past two years. More information will be released soon. Fulton, October 28th from 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. 
Iberia will you they usually do whatever Galleon does, so there's more information that'll be coming out about that. Maringo, yours is going to be the 28th from 5 p.m. to 7:30 p.m. Mount Gilead, the 28th, which is a Saturday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Sparta, it'd be Tuesday the 31st from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. And do, 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 I think I already read through it. Oh, Saturday the 21st is Halloween celebration at the Maringo American Legion Post 710 from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's a long time. It's a whole celebration there. Lots of kids' events like cookie decorating, bounce houses, pet con- costume contest, along with the kids' costume contest. Trunk or Treat starts at 730, and that's going to be at 1549 County Road. And it doesn't say, but it's Maringo. And Trinity United Methodist Church is having hot dogs, games, and prizes for their, what I believe is trunk or treat as well, on Saturday the 28th from 3.30 to 5 p.m. And the Gilead Friends Church on the 29th, which is a Sunday, will be from 1 to 2 p.m. And I want to add that the museum will be open from 4 to 6 on Saturday the 28th with our haunted museum lobby. And it was a big hit last year so if you're between places come downtown and come through with your costume we'll be passing out candy we have new surprises also in the making of the our haunted lobbies so, ooh. ooh, yes so a lot of fun there's one uh there's a writer's retreat going on october 13th and 14th at the rose hard Inn. rose hard Inn. did you read about that already? i did mm-hmm. yeah Okay. Well, I'm just reiterating that in case there's a writer out there who didn't hear it the first time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, and so they've started taking off the uh, crops around my house. Yes. And I've been driving quite a bit, and the crops are coming off everywhere, and you drive through that dust, and it's a haze, and I am like all gunky. And it, yeah. Anyway, so wanted to share with you guys. Um, some of the stuff that's going on at the Historical Society. So, please, you two, share. <laughs> there, it, it amazes me. This museum is amazing. First of all, it's totally by donations. We have no financial uh, gain from anyone outside of our donors, the people who come in and visit and drop some change um, or bills into our donation container. Also, none of our volunt- none of our employees, and I put that in quote because we are all volunteers. None of us get paid for this. We just enjoy sharing the history of Morrow County with anyone and everyone who's willing to listen to us. But we do have some activities, as you alluded to earlier in your in start of the broadcast. We are having a walk tonight for Murder Mystery Mayhem 2.0. and uh, all new stories with some new stops, and it's going to be exciting. <clears throat> Excuse me. I talk about that pollen and stuff, um, but it's, it is going to be exciting. We didn't change the start time, so it's going to get dark. So bring a flashlight with you and make sure you wear good walking shoes tonight. Again, is um, our second walk. The next two walks will be on Tuesday, October seventeenth, and Thursday, October twenty sixth. We ask that you arrive about ten to fifteen minutes prior to the walk. Wear good walking shoes. Don't forget that flashlight. And just come and hear about the history of, of Morrow County, well, Mount Gilead especially. But And it's been neat because we've had some people who've moved into the area 
and didn't know a thing about Mount Gilead. And so they came on the walk and asked questions, and they have been back for more walks. So we uh, we already had architecture and famous and infamous, and that brought a lot of people out. So, um, But Murder Mystery Mayhem seems to be the favorite among everybody. So that is tonight, next Tuesday, and the following Thursday. And if you haven't been on that, it's a good time. It's a good time. We're going to be laughing this time. Doing a lot of laughing and a lot of O's and some hmms because there is some mystery there to it. So, and as I mentioned, that we do have the Haunted Museum Lobby coming up on October 28th from 4 to 6. We will be handing out candy. We've got some great exhibits, haunting exhibits, and it'll be a lot of fun. Then, turning to November, uh, Sharon Kincaid is displaying her angel collection and that'll be on display all of November through to the first Sunday in December and then we officially close for the season. She'll be doing an angel talk on November 5th starting at 2:30. That's a Sunday and that should be a lot of fun. And for those who are feeling a little crafty, we're going to have a make it take it angel project, a different one for each Sunday that we're open between November 5th to December 3rd. We are going to be closed on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, however. so But for the most part, it's it, we're going to have a lot of fun. And then um, we have our still our um, exhibits, the music of Over There. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but they all think that Cohen wrote and sang that song. Well, actually, the story behind that is, is that they were looking for a peppy little number to boost the energy and the morale of the soldiers. And so they sent out a competition. And our own Mrs. Essig won with her words over there. And it was sent to Cohen, who put it to music. And then he produced it, sang it, promoted it. And her first royalty check was $10,000, which is tons of money in today's standards. So it's really exciting to think that, you know, that song originated right here in Morrow County. And then for Cardington, and a lot of people were not aware of this, but there was a t- song written about the tornado that came through in 1981, and it's called Tori the Tornado. And a group of Cardington people who were on the last walk, the architecture walk, came through the museum after the walk, didn't even know that there had been a song written by two Cardington Cardington people. So we pulled it out of the frame and put it on the piano and they played through it. It was so cool because the music, the way it's written, it sounds like thunder and lightning and rain and then the wind coming from the tornado. The words are a little weird, but the music is really hauntingly and fits the tornado theme. So that's just one of our exhibits. Interesting. Yeah, it's it is. It's really cool. When you start to hear in the backstory of a lot of the things that we have, and that's another thing about our museum. We have things that are from Morrow County. We didn't go outside the county to get a butter churn or a quilt. This all came from our own people. And that's that's kind of a neat connection. Um, in December, along with the Angels uh, exhibit, we are also going to be open during the Christmas parade. So if you need a warm place to come, come inside and spend some time with us, and we'd be happy to have you. Um, we have some exciting plans for Next year, we invite you to come back because it'll be different all throughout the six months that we're open, and we'd love to have you be with us. 
All right. Mike's phone is going off over here. <laughs> While he checks that, I did want to share real quick that Mara Little Theater is going to be having a fundraiser coming up on Saturday, October 28th at midnight. And it is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's our annual fundraiser. And we encourage you to dress up. We encourage you to be loud. We encourage you to dance in the aisles. And with your purchase of a $20 ticket to attend the event, you will get the movie, plus you will get a goodie bag to participate. We do ask that you do not bring rice, toast, toilet paper. We provide you everything that you need to participate in the movie. It is a great time, and a great time will be had by all for sure. We encourage you to shout at the screen during the movie. It is just a hoot. And if you haven't been in there, we have made some upgrades to the actual movie theater space. We worked hard over the break to bring you a nice place to enjoy your movie. Also coming up is Mar Little Theater's production of It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, the Jimmy Stewart classic is being brought to life on the stage by Mar Little Theater. It'll be at The Woods, formerly known as Handlebar Ranch, on November 17th, 18th, and 19th. Tickets are available now at marlittletheater.org. Click on the information there, and it'll take you right to the ticketing page. We do expect this show to sell out all three performances, so please get your tickets early. It's a great cast um, with some... Some new faces that we've not seen before. And also coming up this weekend is the new Exorcist movie, The Exorcist Believer. Um, I remember being freaked out by the original, and I'm not sure that I want to see this one, but we're going to have it at the movie theater. Uh, It says, uh, (laughs) I also put together some trivia, Mike, on The Exorcist. Um for the the questionnaire. So there's going to be lots of crazy stuff uh, coming up. We're working. I'm trying. I can't share this yet. I already shared um, some information that we're doing, but uh, I'm trying to get the classics in black and white, like Dracula and Frankenstein and Wolfman. Awesome. And and I want to do that for an entire weekend because some of the uh, there's a break in between some of the new movies. And so I would love to be able to do that, but uh, I got to find the black and white copies and I don't know if the um companies still have the black and whites available for us to for them to send to us. So we're working through it. We're trying to find the classics and my, bring those. My favorite's the Pit and the Pendulum. Uh and and Pool. Never, never seen that one. Oh, really? Never. That's with Vincent Price. Oh, it's good. Never, never have seen that one. Um, trying to think of what else. So uh, let's go back to the Historical Society. A uh, couple of things I want to add. Um, one of the things that we're offering, we have invited schools to come to the museum. And so we have several schools that are coming on a field trip to observe not only our one-room school room, but to see some of the other things that we have. Um Our two volunteers, Ellen McMurray and Barb Brewer, are heading that up. And they are going into three of the schools in the community and talking about one-room schoolhouses, third grade. It's part of their local history course of their 
um, history classes. So we're really excited. This Tuesday, um, Highland Business Teacher is having the kids do a scavenger hunt throughout downtown, and we've been included. So that'll be nice to get them into the museum. I'm not going to give a hint as to what they have to find, but they're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Neato. Um, I did want to share, and I can't think of... Do you know... So Ohio recently did away uh, with the curriculum, with everything going on in the world right now. I think now is a great time to talk about this. Um, We've all heard of the Holocaust and the atrocities that happened during during that and uh in the past week we've had um what a lot are saying is actually um the i don't know how to say it the worst attack against the jews since the world war ii since the holocaust right um i heard today that there's over 1300 dead already um, and, and not just adults, but women or children as yeah. well, and babies. So with that being said, um, the Holocaust has been taken out of the curriculum. But that was prior to this attack. Yes. So it was not, yeah, it was one of those things. But Robin, you actually have a little bit of history there and um, actually do some work around this. And I know for a fact because... Uh, I brought you in when I did it. Now Mount Gilead Schools is doing it, and Jeremy Barr is directing the Diary of Anne Frank to make sure that we keep that history alive. One of the things that is really kind of sad is that we are forcing kids to forget the past, and the past repeats itself whether we want it to or not. And so um, when my little theater did Diary of Anne Frank, um, I was asked to help with some of the um, Hebrew. Well, my grandparents were Jewish, but I grew up in a Christian home, a Protestant home. So I I do say Yiddish terms because that's how I was brought up, but we did not celebrate Hanukkah. We were jealous of the cousins who did. Um, <laughs> but we had still a lot of traditions, and Jamie's favorite birthday meal is matzo ball soup and potato latkes. And I make that every year for him. So when you directed, and now, Jeremy, I am bringing in dinner for the cast, and we're going to talk about the Holocaust. I have um, several relatives who are survi- were survivors of the Holocaust. They've passed since then. I remember um, my mom's cousin coming to my wedding at 8 o'clock at night to the reception because it was Sabbath, Shabbat, and that they were not able to arrive until after sundown, and it was 100 degrees on that day. And she was wearing a short-sleeved dress, and she carried a sweater over her arm. And the reason that this stood out to me so much is because her sweater slipped, and her numbers were visible, and she'd always kept those covered. So that really hit home for me, where my heritage has come from. Um, But uh, I know, and I don't like ham, (laughs) And that sounds really strange because they go, oh, it's because she's Jewish. No, I just don't like ham. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with my nationality. And I look at, at being Jewish, half Jewish, basically, or according to 23andMe, 48.9% Ashkenazi Jew, that that's my nationality. It is not my religion. So um, I know that the neo-Nazis and all of that still have problems with 
descendants. But um, I'm a I'm a Christian. <laughs> so I'm a Christian, you are taking the time and you're making the traditional matzo dinner. Ball, I'm making matzo ball soup. However, I'm going to add chicken, which uh, there are various levels of Judaism that the extreme Orthodox um, do not put meat in with their matzah because matzah has egg with it and that's a dairy so they keep the two separate but i'm going to put it in just so the kids will have some protein you throw some carrots in there give it some color um it's just weak soup so i'm going to give it more flavor and then we're going to have potato latkes which is (laughs) mike i'm telling you what this is a meal i'm telling you oh we'll have potato latkes which is basically like you took your old mashed potatoes and added an egg and and butter and made it into a pancake well it's got a little matzah in with it and matzah is basically like ground corn wheat mixed together and and so it's it's delicious is what it is delicious um but anyway so um and we serve it traditionally in my house with sour cream but they also serve it with applesauce and it was really cute because we all came to my house for dinner i had 23 people sitting down for dinner and it was great and um Ellen or Aaron Kelty was playing Mrs. Frunk. And I mentioned, oh, please try the applesauce with the potato latkes. And she said, now I get my line because Mrs. Frunk is given fresh apples. And she said, oh, this is going to be great to go with the latkes. And so it, it just makes sense. And so that's why I offered to Jeremy that I would cook their dinner and I'll serve it up at the high school so they don't miss practice and time from practice. I'm really excited. We're going to talk a little bit about the Holocaust. We won't get into details or anything, but how important it is to remember it because we don't want it to happen again. The Jews have been persecuted since the beginning of time. The Holocaust isn't the first. The Holocaust won't be the last, unfortunately, as we're seeing today. Yeah, so that show is coming up, and I don't have dates for that. Do you have dates yes, for that? Yes, it's uh, the same weekend as Trick or Treat. So it'll be the 27th, 28th, and 29th. Oh, of October? Yes. Oh, yes, okay. I didn't realize up. it was that soon. It's coming up. All right. Oh, there it is, high school um, theater performance. So, yeah, uh, I imagine it's going to be at 7, 7, and 2.30, I would believe. I believe so. Oh, it's a Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, and... I'm going to put a plug in for Deb Claus. Bless her heart. Um, because the kids are not getting exposed to the Holocaust in the classroom, the kids will be attending the performance in the afternoon at the end of the school, before the end of the school day, so that they are exposed to it. So it's a really good thing. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's a great story. It, um, when done right, you should mm-hmm. leave the show with goosebumps, um, maybe a tear in your eye. Um, but you definitely should leave the show uh, different there, than what you came in. There are still so many stories to read and see and hear about. We were in Hungary, which is where my grandparents, my Jewish grandparents came from, and um, along the river, right there on the edge of the river, are 40 pairs of bronzed shoes, and it's right in front of the Parliament House. And basically, um, and a woman was telling me that she was there in the apartment window looking out, watching these 40 Jewish people, men, women, children, being marched to the edge of the Danube River. And then they stood there. They were told to take (coughs) off their shoes and leave them along the side of the river. And then they were shot. Um, 
So it was very emotional to go down and see these. And they weren't these shoes that they collected, but they bronzed 40 pair of shoes to see those along the edge as a permanent reminder of what's going on. And there's tons of those wonderful stories. Unfortunately, um, they had to happen to become stories, but uh, just an, a real eye-opener. Unless you've actually experienced it, um, it's, it's hard to believe, yes. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think right now is a perfect time that um – Assess how you view the world and how um, you think the world should operate. And unfortunately, I don't think that now, um, and I we're going to move on after this, but um, I think there's a lot going on and um, we can only believe a very small percentage of what we're getting fed uh, in the daily uh, and the daily news media and all that good stuff. So I would highly recommend that you um, just take a moment say a little prayer, be thankful um, for what you have, where you are, where you live, because um, there are others that are less fortunate and going through stuff that we are we unfor- we cannot imagine at this point. Um, also, I do want to share, there. this doesn't happen very often. And in the emergency management world, we get notices sometimes on things that are happening or may not be happening or, okay, we get some pre-notification. There was a notification made today or within the last 24 hours from the New York City Police Department, and they're asking all of their officers to show up in uniform. They don't do that traditionally. So... Um, in one of the comments from the Hamas leader, he actually pushed for some, uh, on Friday the 13th, which is tomorrow, some, um, go and fight where you can with what you've got. And I'm sharing this because, um, it might seem to be crazy to think that it couldn't happen here, but I believe flight 93 that went down in Pennsylvania, Flew over Morrow County. Mm-hmm. Could have easily landed here uh, in in the field here. Um, you know, we are not that far from Columbus. Uh, we are not that far from Cleveland. Um, I, w- I want to share that even if you go to Columbus, Cleveland, whatever, uh, if you go to a restaurant, keep your, you know, sit where you can see the exit. Remember, there's always multiple exits to a restaurant, more than what you came in. Most people are going to go back out the one they came in. If you're at a restaurant, there's always an exit in the kitchen, at least one. Remember that. If there's an emergency, you get the hell out. End of story, right? Right. Um, Be aware of your surroundings. See something, say something. Um, We are unfortunately living in a post-9-11 world where you just never know what is going to happen. And I don't know anything. I'm putting pieces together of intelligence information that we get from my daily job. And I think they know something. There's some chatter with what this Hamas leader has said. They may know something more than they're sharing with us. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there's a pro and con to that, right? We don't want to live in a constant panic, but yet you always need to be prepared. So um, with that said, I think that we should flash back. So, Robin, you need to buckle your safety belt. Please keep your hands and arms inside of the plane till it comes to a complete stop. Let's go. 
Flashback is brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. Now open every Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Stop in and learn about Morrow County's past. All right, Mikeamus, you said I was going to have a little bit of a surprise here. Well, actually, yeah, it's kind of sad. It's about a uh, suicide that happened in Mount Gilead. Okay. Um, Not sure how that links to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's actually from the um, Union Register from night. I can't read. I think it's February 9th of 1928. Okay. So um, I'm going to read it. Uh, one of Mount Gilead's and Morrow County's best-known citizens. It was with difficulty that Mount Gilead was able to realize that the life of Perry Cook had ended. The announcement that death had come to one of Mount Gilead's most prominent citizens came with such a sad suddenness that hearers of the news were reluctant to place credence in the reports. His death occurred in his home, one of Mount Gilead's most beautiful and completely appointed residences on Iberia Street, where former Mayor um, Tom Whiston now lives, between the hours of 3 and 4 o'clock on Thursday afternoon, his body being found by Mrs. D.E. Nevins, a neighbor who had been summoned before Mr. Cook passed into eternity following weeks of intense suffering from an illness which had given rise to a despondency that had evidently caused a depression resulting in a firm determination to end all culminating in an act of self-destruction. That shocked and grieved the community. We found Mr. Cook was in the room on the first floor in the southeast corner of the Cook home. The room was being temporarily used as a bedchamber during Mr. Cook's illness. It was during the absence of Mrs. Cook, who had gone on a business errand, that death came to this well-known citizen of Mount Gilead and Morrow County. Perry Cook was looked upon as one of the most substantial, careful, methodical, and capable businessmen of this locality. All through his life, from young manhood, when he was upon his farm in Perry Township, through his active life in more extensive affairs after removing to Mount Gilead, he had enjoyed a confidence that is reposed in but few men. In his business relations in Mount Gilead, Mr. Cook was intensely interested in the Morrow County Telephone Company, a concern which was recently absorbed by the Central Ohio Telephone Corporation. The deceased was a brother of the late Mark Cook, and the two under the leadership of the latter were men who took a great personal pride in Mount Gilead and have left great monuments here to their memory in the form of fine-appearing business blocks. Through their effort, Mount Gilead is much indebted for the attractive appearance of its business section. Perry Cook was a son of MacArthur and Nancy Cook and was born in Perry Township 67 years ago. He was the last surviving member of the family. His two sisters, Mrs. Ruth Whitney and Mrs. May Levering, and his brother Mark have preceded him in death. He was united in marriage to Bell Knox 31 years ago, and the couple have always entertained the highest of ideals in their efforts to bring happiness to others and have been liberal in extending aid in ways that were of substantial worth. They made possible the Legion home here. For many years, Mr. Cook was one of the conspicuous farmers of Morrow County and was one who gave close attention and study to affairs affecting this line of business activity. He was a person who in earlier life took keen interest in all public 
farmers' meetings and attained considerable prominence in delivering addresses upon such occasions. In keeping with the request of the deceased, the funeral was strictly private and was held from the late uh, was held from the late home on Sunday afternoon. Reverend Alice of Pleasant Grove Church officiating. The remains were taken to Rivercliff Cemetery, where they now repose in the mausoleum. And a follow-up uh, article. In the passing of Perry Cook, the business blocks on the northwest corner of North Square and Mount Gilead, the majority of which were a part of the estate of the late Mark Cook, passed to the control of Harry Bell of Centerburg. The late Mark Cook had made bequest on uh, a bequest of one-half interest in several properties to the Universalist Church, which is over on um, Jerry Street right over here. It's apartments now. But since his death, the surviving brother had purchased all these interests and settlement of any claims that may have arisen from the church have been fully met and satisfied. And I knew that would interest you because you're a part owner of part of that building. Yeah, one, um, I think he he actually had several of those buildings, right? Yes. Not just that, not just the Capitol Theater building. Right, right, the whole L there. Yeah, yes. so all the way from end zone around the corner and, and into the Capitol Theater. And it sounds like all the property from here up to, what's that street? Is that North Street? What's that street that runs? Uh, I don't remember what that street is. Yeah. So the, yeah, that would, so that would be the, uh, the church, the old church. Yeah. I can remember when they turned that into apartments. I don't remember there being an active church there, though. I don't either. It was the um, uh, Union Hall for the HPM for quite some time. Huh. Interesting story, sir. Yeah. Well, somebody gave me this handful of of clippings, and I don't remember who. Um, and I just happened to look at this the other day, and I thought, huh, that's interesting. Now, folks, so. this is, he actually read the actual clipping out of the newspaper. Yes. It's not a copy. It's not handwritten like he normally gets from... From Stan, right. it's literally like it's it, yeah, yeah, with with the tiny handwriting, and that actually, what does that say there? Something nine. It's a date. It's a feb. I think that's February ninth of nineteen twenty eight. Wow, interesting. I and, thought it was. And the two pin pieces are pinned together, not stapled. Oh, they are. I didn't notice They're that. Yes, together. they are. That was very popular. Yeah. I did not notice that. I thought they were stapled. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> All right. So I don't have anything to share nationwide today. Um, so we're going to flash back or to the present. Or, yeah. The Morrow County History Center is now open for the season, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4. New exhibits, new floor plan in the lobby for 2023. Experience Morrow County's past at the Morrow County History Center, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. Okay, so Mike, you're you're making signals to me over here, and I don't know what you mean. Like we're not playing charades very well here. Well, we we uh, we we've gone pretty long today, so I didn't know if we were going to do a joke section or not. We're not, okay. but what I wanted to share is one last thing. Um, there are two um, issues on the ballot this fall. The first one is issue one, and that is a proposed constitutional amendment. And we kind of talked about this last time, and it's the. Um, 
It is a self-executing amendment relating to the abortion and other reproductive decisions. And that one is issue one. And if you Google it, you can find what is listed about that. And it'll tell you what a yes vote means, what a no vote means. And then there's another one. And this is issue ballot uh, two. And it is a proposed law. So the first one will be enshrined in the Constitution. The second one is a law. And this one is to commercialize, regulate, legalize, and tax the adult use of cannabis, so marijuana. Um, Both of these are on the ballot for this fall, and you can find them at the – you can Google search them and type in issues for Ohio November 2023, and you can find this. And this one actually is the signed copy of – from Frank LaRose, the Ohio Secretary of State, which he actually defines for you exactly what you're voting for in the constitutional language and in the law language for the changes that are up this fall. As usual, folks, there are lots of open opportunities for folks to be voted into or out of office. You should take your opportunity to get to know what's on the ballot, who's on the ballot, where you stand, and who you want to be your voice, whether it's local or in D.C. So I think with that, we should probably go for a walk. Go for a walk. All right, folks, until next time, be nice to each other. Be kind to each other. You never know what battle someone's fighting. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.